I'm just so happy that I found Gigi and how we met is kind of like a really weird story. But I'm just so happy that I found Gigi because I know that even though we live far away, I can always text her when I'm feeling upset about something and I know that she'll tell me that everything's gonna be okay and I don't have to listen to those people because she always has me and she just makes me feel like a thousand times better about myself. Welcome to episode 62 of Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we bring you the stories and struggles of young actors, songwriters, and even best friends while also sharing how we thrive and survive in the city of dreams, Los Angeles. It is I, Daniel Tuttle, your host, back once again to bring you another fantastic roundtable discussion and probably our last official Act 2 roundtable episode as we fully transition into full interview acts with both Michael and myself. Speaking of Michael, he will not be officially joining me this week in the outros as he had to drive up to Vacaville last minute for some family time with his father who is not feeling well. We hope Michael has a great time with his family and we also of course wish his father a fast, speedy, slash relaxed recovery. Before we get into the episode guys, we want to let you know that on Saturday, July 7th, Michael and I will be recording a new Team Hustle episode, the first this year featuring just the two of us. We are using this episode to check in with each other's journeys, but we also want to check in with you. So send us an email or an audio recording of what's going on with you, your journey, and any questions you may have for us or any of our previous guests. Send any and all things to HollywoodHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Let's all check in with each other. So this week, we conclude our conversation with young Gigi Cesare, young actress and the singer, as Michael and Gigi's best friend Charlotte joins us to discuss how we as artists can make a bigger impact on the world, how to respectfully stand up for what you believe, and how to be safe and professional in the entertainment industry. Then we wrap it up by going more in-depth on the impact of bullying, and we also offer tips on how to handle bullying. Make sure to stick around after the interview for some updates and our Hollywood support statements to help you get through the week. Now, let's stop delaying and return to the Universal Sheridan Hotel with Gigi Cesare. Let the hustle begin. Hello, guys. Welcome back. We are still here with Gigi Cesare. What's up, Gigi? Um, life. How about you? <laughs> uh, you know what? Same. <laughs> life. 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 And then we fade to black. Um, <laughs> with us is one of Gigi's good friends, Charlotte. Charlotte, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So polite. <laughs> well, we got to stop being polite and start being real. Uh, also Da-da-da. with us, as always is the guy that's never in my spam folder, but he's always doing angel things. I haven't known him since 12, but we have chemistry because he is my Valentine, Mr. Michael Lutheran. Uh, <laughs> pun intended? Pun yeah, very intended, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just proud of myself for getting all of those in there. Uh, well done, <laughs> Thank Daniel. You. Thank but you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I was uh, obviously sitting here during your Act 1 interview, GG, and uh, I got to say, it's pretty inspiring what you're talking about and the message that you're sharing um, Thank just be- you. Just because I remember when I was your age, and my gosh, I'm only 28 years old, but I remember being 13, 14, you know, around that age and discovering acting. All oh, those like lovely that. years. Those lovely years. Those lovely years of drama. <laughs> no, I'm, but, I'm just kidding. But I'm I mean, ju- I, I've got to say, like, you got such a good head on your shoulders. Like, you're saying stuff that I wish I knew when I was that age. 
<laughs> and I was just doing community theater at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all started somewhere, right? Right, exactly. Well, uh, so, you know, this this one, we're, we're just going to have a nice chat about a few topics. Charlotte's going to join in. Michael's going to chime in and just kind of offer your thoughts about uh, uh, what we have down. Uh, Michael, you have the first topic, so why don't you take it away? Yes, I have the floor. I've got the gavel, as it were. So I kind of wanted to have a roundtable discussion about how artists can make an impact in in this in society and people's lives. I think we as artists, um, whether you be a writer or an actor, singer, I think we have a really cool place in that we are at this intersection where people engage with music and uh, content every day. So we have a unique platform that people, you know, get inspired by stories and stuff like that. So I guess just to start off with, how can you create conversation through art? Uh, in Act One, Gigi, you talked about bullying, right? Like, yes, tr- uh, being an advocate against bullying and stuff like that. Like, how can we as artists create a conversation about that? About ways to um, that make are the anti-bullying. world a better place. Yeah, influence the, the, to make the world a better place. I mean, I, I think it's it's just being aware of the problems, um, you know, making sure that you understand what's going on outside of your bubble, whether it's, you know, your home or your city, uh, knowing the issues out there and then just finding a way to reach out to people and touch them more than just preach. If Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, like you want to have a story that teaches them something, but it's not going to be, hard on the message yeah. as it were. Yeah, not not just beating them over the head. You want you want the message to come subtly. Yeah. And and, and them to kind of figure it out for themselves because p- you can't tell people what to think. Mm-hmm. That's just never that's never going to work. It's never going to happen. And so you've got to let them kind of I think become aware on their own. Yeah. In a way. Uh, You're guiding them. Charlotte and Gigi, uh what do you girls think about, you know, using whether it's uh songs or or movies or TV to create a conversation about something that you think is really important. Um, you know, for example, like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? He's a, he's a big actor and everything. And uh, he created a documentary about the environment. Like, so he used his artistry as a way to have a conversation about that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're young, but, you know, I think it's important that you guys be able to speak about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we all understand the world's struggles and issues. One person can only do so much, you know, there will be people who will walk up on stage and, you know, comment on the world and how it's, it's not in such a good state right now because of bullying and, you know, world issues. So writers will communicate through movies, TV shows, short films, etc. And, you know, songwriters and singers, they will communicate through a song, you know, but they all send the same message at the end of the day. This is wrong. We've got to fix our, we've got to fix humanity. We've, we've got to fix society. Yeah, I, I, I think that's absolutely right. I, and I, I think you just said something that's very interesting where it's about asking the question, how can we go on like this, right? So it's about like taking whatever issue it is that you want to have a conversation about and kind of putting it out there and like, are we okay with this right now? Exactly. You know, and it's like maybe sometimes you have a solution that you want to showcase or sometimes it's just about asking the question so that we can have this conversation. Charlotte, uh, what do you think? I don't really know, but like when you said 
the thing about Leonardo DiCaprio that reminded me of when I was browsing the web recently. I found like his campaign to save the tigers, and that inspired me to start my own campaign. So I started raising money f- to save the tigers and by selling tie-dye shirts. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that really is, cool. That is so cool. And, and you know, you got that from this celebrity who has this platform, right, and said something that, like, I care about this issue. And that inspired you. And so you t- you sell tie-dye T-shirts for this cause? Yes. Where, where can people find them? Um, I have an Instagram account called Tie-Dye for Tigers. Tie-Dye, I love tie-dye it. Tie-Dye for Tigers. I seriously love it. We are... We're gonna help you out, like promote this, uh, this this cool thing this ca- like, this when this cause. episode comes yeah, out. Absolutely, tie dye for Charlotte. People. You are stealing my spotlight. <laughs> I'm so mad move at over, you right G- now. No, move I'm over, Gigi. We have a new guest. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking around. How dare you? You know what? I quit. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking around. Don't walk away. Don't walk away. Yeah. One of the things I love about Charlotte is how she is constantly trying to do the right thing. It's the best part about her. That is beautiful. Aww. Aww. And, and, and a nice little hug there. Daniel, do you want a hug? No. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there's a microphone between us right well, now. I mean, uh, even if there wasn't. <laughs> but I think that's Awkward. so cool. Like, that's such a, a personal, unique thing where you saw something out there and you you it, it, it touched you and you did something about you, and it. And you came up with a cool way to raise money for it. Yeah. That's, and so, that's awesome. you know, going from that where I think uh, Charlotte has such a cool example of how... She saw something and, and, you know, she wanted to create her own conversation about it and it touched her. Is there an experience that you've had where, you know, it was a book or a movie or an art poem? It could be anything where it made you think differently about a certain issue. Two that really touched me was wonder. Charlotte just reminded Mm me it teaches you. It makes you it opens up your eyes no matter how bad you have it. And there's always someone going through worse. And even if you're being bullied, this touches you and it can teach you a lot of things. Put yourself in the bully shoes for a second. What are they going through? And there was another one that when I was little, I was about eight or nine. I watched this. It's called Chris Stan Strong. It's a part of the American Girl uh, series. It's a really good movie for, you know, children. Yeah, that was the first movie that really opened up my eyes. And I was like... I'm being bullied currently, but there's worse. There's, I, you know, one of the things that, Gigi, I know your mom had mentioned to me was that um, you had uh, a man, I believe a manager, an agent that was unhappy with you doing indie films, had, had a problem with that. And so coming from that and kind of with you talking about like cutting your hair for the, the 11 part in Stranger Things as actors and, and even screenwriters and other people, when is it OK to say no? to the people that have maybe the power, quote-unquote. When is it? Um, There is a time and place to say no. There are times when there's an absolute must to say no, and there are times when, you know, you don't really have to say no. But as I have been, I have experienced, you know, things on set. Uh, I've experienced things on set, you know. It went from... Uh, on a recent set, it went from uh, pats on the back to high fives and to shoulder rubs, then to pulling me in close. And in that moment, I was, you know, I had always been told before, you know, my my mom had always said to me, there's a time and place to say no. Adults are not always right. If they ever do this to you, say no. I was in that in that moment. A million things were running through my head. Do, what do I say? Do I say no? 
course I, I was supposed to say no. And I, it's one of those things where you never thought you'd be in that position. And that's when I ran, I said, I was like, uh, excuse me, I have to go. So I ran to my mom and I told her everything. And that's when she said, Gigi, you know, you can say no. I was like, I know I could have said no. I don't know what came over me. I froze. There's a time and place to say no. And if something, if there's something in your, in your gut or in that moment and you know it's wrong, say it. Say, this is wrong. No. No, thank you. No. Just, you know, time and place for everything. So I think it all just boils down to, do you feel safe in that moment? And that you should feel the strength to, if you don't feel like you can say no to that person, then go to someone immediately, like the stage manager or the assistant director or, you know, whoever the next person in that's in charge, go to that person and, and say something about it. Because in in Los Angeles especially, there's too many opportunities for someone to try and, you know, use you, whether it's for... Daniel, what do you think? I mean, I know, um, you know, we, we've got young kids here. I, I'm sure it just makes me think of Nolan, your son, huh. and stuff. And what kind of advice would you want to give I, to him? I mean, the biggest thing, and this kind of goes into, like, the, the next thing on about this, is, like, no know your worth, know what you, who you know that as a, just as a human being, your worth is already insurmountable and that the strength to say no comes from yourself and who you are. And so you have to be able to uh, embrace that positivity and that confidence in yourself to make sure that you can speak out and know that nothing is more important than you being okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely want to be a team player you definitely want to work as a group and as a community with things, but you still have to look out for yourself and your health. And that should always come just a little bit ahead of that. And it's okay. And honestly, sometimes for the better of the group, if you speak out. So if you're part of a group and you're not feeling well or things are happening that are making you uncomfortable and not, you're not able to give your 110%, that's going to hurt the group in the long run. You say it loud and clear. More people need to hear you. <laughs> I'm sure you, so you feel the same way. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it really is about, you know, and, and kind of talking about going back to kind of, Gigi, how you're talking about like changing kind of the path your music's going and how your recording was going is knowing what your goals are and what you want to put out there and you want, you want represented of you. So to kind of wrap it up to kind of the last topic, um, obviously you talked about bullying a little bit and we've kind of talked about it throughout the, the interview. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people I know I, I dealt with as a kid and, and obviously you dealt with and I think, you know, I, I, I don't know much if Michael's, how much Michael's dealt with it in his life. I'm sure he's dealt with it a little bit. Um, but I think we've already... Do I just not seem like I'd be bullied against? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I just feel like if anything, we've all dealt with it through different, for, from different points. Yes. Um, mine was from more of a physical bullying uh, and, and my physical appearance, Gigi's is more of a uh, personality and perception of who she is. And I, uh, w- w- so I guess the, the first thing, like, you know, from where you come from, how did it affect you when you're being bullied? Like, how does it, how, how have you personally been affected by it? How about you, Michael? Uh, w- you know, what, what would you say, like, was the attraction by those who maybe, like you said, were going through things in their own life? What was it that kind of attracted them to 
put you down in certain ways? Well, for me, uh, I grew up in a really small town, uh, close to a military base. And for actually my first several years, I lived on a military base. And so that's awesome. It, it was, it was a really great community. And for the most part, people were understanding, but as an actor, as a kid who always found interest in doing voices and, and telling other people's stories and stuff. As a kid, I'm sure, Gigi, you can remember, like, you do voices and people just get, look at you and give you weird looks. And there's so many experiences in elementary school or middle school where people would just put me down. They thought what I was doing was ridiculous. They would make fun of me. They would make fun of the way I look and just de- demean me, demean what I loved to do, who I naturally was. But kind of like what Gigi was saying, I just kept being myself. They made fun of my weird voices, so that made me want to perfect those voices. Like It makes you determined. My mom always said to me, you know, when people tell you you can't, that just makes you want, that gives you the urge to do it more. Yeah, uh, for our listeners, I'm going to do a bit of a throwback uh, to one of our first guests, Joel Ward, who's a magician. And he always gets heckled during his shows and stuff. And he had this great moment where he said like the pre the person heckling you is the person who needs that attention for that quick second so not saying to appease the bullier or anything but for me it just made me more determined that I'm gonna get really good at these voices I'm gonna do it to the point where I went from like oh you're that stupid kid who does those voices to oh that's Michael he can do this exactly and preach so it, preach so it's just a shifting of perspective, but I mean, there were so many days where I went to my brothers and I went to my parents and I, I felt shut down from it. But I think it was just continuing on and focusing on me a little bit, understanding that I did nothing wrong, that I was just being who I was and that there, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. What about you, Daniel? I mean, like I said, mine came a lot from, I, I was an awkward kid. I, w- I was the same way. I would make stupid jokes and like, I liked choir and orchestra and, and, and a lot of art stuff, but I was also a big guy. And so there was definitely, you know, those people who were skinny or muscular on the football team who, for some reason, if you're a big guy, they want to make fun of you and they want to call you names and you're not good enough because you're fat to be their friends or whatever. And it, it there is a certain point to where it did bother me and especially, you know, you know, we all want to be accepted. We all want to have friends and, and, and have people we can support us and be around. But you also have to be OK with who you are. I understand that feeling of, you know, looking in the mirror and thinking, it, you know, that really affects me and commenting on my person, on my um, outer appearance, mm-hmm. my physical. Yeah, absolutely. And it it. it, it and there was definitely a time where it got to like a peak where I was incredibly depressed and just did not care to go to school, didn't care to go to certain classes because I'd have to see some of these people, one who almost got arrested for some things he did to me. And it's to a, it got to a point where I had to decide how I was going to react to it. And I think, like Gigi said, you either decide to use it to propel you and to make you stronger like you you said michael to improve and show these people wrong and become better than them in a way not to say in the sense of higher than them but to move forward in your life and show them that you don't care and or to let it just control me and make my life my own hell 
and my own prison. And you, it does get to that point where you have to make that decision. And I will, I will say, always make the decision to make it make you better. Like you've got to come to a point, and it kind of goes back to knowing yourself, know your worth, know your strengths, know who you are, and you're better than any of these people who, like again, like Jesus said, like you said, probably have tough lives somewhere else, and the way they're letting out their aggravation is because they don't is on you and it's not fair and it sucks but if you can finally view it that way and know that you are worth everything that you are just be you and once you're gonna once you can be okay just being who you are and accept it and just love it it's it's a great feeling and i think to touch on that like you you had asked me earlier why do they do that like why do they bully you and i think part of it and Gigi talked a lot about this in the Act One interview, but and what you were just saying, there's something going on with them. But sometimes they might be a little jealous that you're that unique. Like I had so many people like who would make fun of me doing voices and stuff, but like I've talked to them many years later and stuff, and they've told me like, no, that's so cool that that's who you were. And I was, I was, I kind of wish I was that person. I wish I was able to go on stage and do the and and be quote unquote silly and stuff. I don't find it silly, but sometimes it's they're lashing out because they're jealous of you. You know, a lot of people say that to me and I can understand it, but that doesn't mean you have to treat me like, you know, I'm some magical unicorn that came from, you know, the sky. I'm still a human being and I still have feelings and I, I still communicate with people like I'm, I'm not an alien, you know, there's a couple of girls in my school who have commented on my outer appearance because I am Latina and Italian. They're like, they have made me feel insecure about, you know, the way I do things, like the way I present, the big words I use, and how poised I am. And they also comment, you know, why is her hair like that? Why is why is her face like that? And sometimes it make, it really gets me really insecure um, well, it did. Now I look back and I think, you know, you know, you may be jealous, but if people just talk to me about it, I'm not going to turn around and be like, how dare you? Or I don't like you. I, I wish these particular girls just knew how I felt. And I'm pretty sure they do, but they just refuse to actually talk to me about it. I'm in the school and I'm willing to be your friend. And I am... I'm just open. If you ever need someone to talk to, I'm here. I, I will help out anybody who needs it. If there's someone listening right now who is going through bullying for any reason, whether it's they're a little weird and they do voices and they love certain things that maybe people find, like magic that people find ridiculous, or they have a certain uh, a career already, like Gigi, where people are a little more envious or jealous of, or like me, it's a physical appearance bullying. Any message to those people that are going through that of just support for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about you, Michael? Yeah, uh, I think it's a running theme that we find here on our show of like, how do people survive here in L.A.? Because L.A. can be a, a place of bullies and stuff. It's a place where everyone's trying to trump one another's talent and get ahead. And But I think the key to push back against bullies and stuff, the way to get through it all is find your tribe. Find your Charlotte. Find your friends who do good things. Absolutely. You know, who, who do good things and just make you happy and just get you. They get your weirdness, right? Like, and it's cool. 
and I'm, I'm fortunate that I found Daniel here in LA who gets my wacky weirdness. And I'm thankful too. Just, just yeah, you know, I'm thankful you guys are. No, but I think it's it's so easy to think, and and I'll admit it's it's sometimes a daily challenge for me here. It's so easy to think of just yourself being alone, and to let other people bully you and put your ta- put your talent down or put who you are down. But that's when it's most important that you go back to your tribe, your your group of friends who are there to support you. They might not be actors, they might not be singers or screenwriters like you, but they get you, and that's the most important thing. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How about you, Gigi? Anything last words you want to say to someone out there that may be being bullied? Like what you said. Yes. Find your own group of people who understand you for you. Um. Look back at those, quote, bullies and, you know, they are such a blip on your radar screen. Are you really going to let words bring you down? No. As long as you have your friends and as long as you are happy with who you are, well, even if you're not, I want you to look in the mirror and think, I'm going to live my life no matter what this person says about me because they aren't me. They can't do what I can do. I will. I am going to live my life to the point where, you know, just to the point where I am happy with myself. Mm-hmm. How Absolutely. about you, Charlotte? Um, you know, I, I'd love to, because, you know, you're like uh, Gigi's Daniel, except without the beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you. Like, I'm just so happy that I found Gigi and how we met is kind of like a really weird story. But I'm just so happy that I found Gigi because I know that even though we live far away, I can always text her when I'm feeling upset about something. And I know that she'll tell me that everything's going to be okay and I don't have to listen to those people because she always has me. And she just makes me feel like a thousand times better about myself. Oh, I'm getting teary-eyed over here. That is beautiful. Michael, I don't feel any of that about you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Roasted. Roasted. (laughs) Boom. Gotcha. Um, Hashtag boom goes the cannon. I'll I'll, I'll leave with this story. Um, When I was in junior high, there was a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he bullied me me relentlessly, called me this one kid's lap dog. I mean, called me a lot of names, and it was really hard. Fast forward to high school, this guy decides to quit football and join the drama club or drama department, which I am a part of, which I hated that he joined because obviously some PTSD from the junior high. Um... Well, one day we were painting something together and he stops and he turns to me and he's like, hey, can I just talk to you real quick? And I was like, yeah, whatever. What? And he's like, I was really hard on you in junior high. And he was like, I'm really sorry. And he was like, I was going through a lot of stuff. And even now, like I've started realizing, like, I don't have a lot of friends because of who I am and how I've acted towards people. And just kind of this weird self, which threw me completely off guard. And he kind of apologized for everything. That is, you know, I, that is brilliant. I'm so happy. Are you, are you guys friends? No. <laughs> no. There's more to that story down the road, but we won't get into that part. Um, I, I get it. I get it. You know, you know, yeah, there's always going to be, you know, ups and downs in your life with people, certain people. Always be open to forgiving and forgetting Mm -hmm. because even you guys don't even have to be friends. You know, like, (laughs) you guys don't even have to be friends. Just 
get have an understanding. Have an understanding and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know, go home. It went like, you know, I I made friends with someone I I did not care for previously or do not or did not care for me. I'm proud. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and that's kind of where it was. It became not really friendship, but just kind of understanding and a kind of a truce and uh, it walked away feeling better. And so the reason I say that is there may be someone out there that is bullying you and being terrible to you. And again, you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what their life is, but you don't know what the next two years are going to be. You don't know if that person's going to come back to you and apologize. And you can't let this eat you up. You can't sit on this and let this just eat you, eat you from the inside. You need to understand like who these people are what they are, and then just live your life to the best of your ability. And make sure you know that you're worth everything that you are. If you have, if you're a magician, an actor, if you love pratfalls and, and making jokes or running around in goose, you know, Ghostbusters underwear, pretending to be a Ghostbuster, like that's the greatest thing in the world. And you are, you are who you are and you should love who you are. And just know people change, people grow, and you may be friends with someone that's bullying you now down the road you never know so keep keep your chin up and just stay positive that's brilliant Uh, what you said reminded me of what my um, history slash English teacher says so she gave us this assignment so we had to interview someone and get like all these questions and we had to audio record it and she she always says that tells us that like you can't really hate someone until you know their story and once you know their story you don't really hate them anymore because you know them better so you Never judge someone by their looks or by what they do. Mm-hmm. Always get to know someone better before you make any kind of like, I want to be their friend, don't want to be their drug. Never judge a book by its cover. Boom. As we have always learned. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for joining us on this. First of all, uh, uh, like we said before, you have some songs on Spotify. Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. and my Instagram is at Gigi Cesare. And, and Twitter, that, at Gigi We have some questions from Instagram. We put a little call out, so we have a few questions. Michael, take it away. Yes. So we have a couple questions that I just wanted to share, and we'll make sure that this listener knows uh, when this episode's posted. So dvan230 asks... How do you stay so grounded with so much going on? What do you do? What do you enjoy more, acting or singing? And then they also add, "You seem like a good singer." <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that little ending. Um, I really appreciate it. Well, all I do is just think for the best. Yes, there are a lot of things going on in my life, but I always just keep my head up high, no matter what. And, and then which do you enjoy more, acting or singing? I can't choose. You know, <laughs> it's very hard. I, singing, yeah. is in, singing is my heart. Acting is my Beautiful. soul. Oh, that's great. And then uh, we have one more from Kyle Snyder 2270. Um, they ask, what is it like to act? Do you enjoy it? How do you stay so nice with the fame? Are you homeschooled? Ha ha, so many questions. So, um, we, so let's break it down. <laughs> so let's break it down. We know that you're not homeschooled. So what is it like to act? And do you enjoy it? I love acting. Acting is incredible. My, you know, surprisingly, a lot of people don't understand me for this. What makes acting is I love acting. One of the reasons is because of the challenges. It makes me feel stronger. And it inspires me more than anything. <laughs> well, more than most things. <laughs> That's perfect. And then, um, you know, I, I think to give some balance to his question, like, so how do you... and. We've really been talking about this throughout the interview, but like they ask, how do you stay so nice with the fame? 
I, I think a lot of what you've been kind of talking about, though, is just be yourself. Be I'm you. myself. Yeah. I don't change myself because, you know, people always have a certain view or perspective of me. Like, why aren't you nasty? You're a, quote, celebrity. It's like, you know, I can be nasty if I want, but I don't want to be. I When I grow up, I want to, you know, help Syria, help countries, help, you know, stand for animal rights. You know, tigers, tigers, too. Tigers, 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 too. <laughs> and... I, I just want to be myself. Yeah, you're right. I can be I, I can be nasty if I want, but I choose not to be because I want to just be myself. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kyle Snyder two two seven zero and Dvan two three zero. Woo! Welcome. Thank you. Now this is the last thing we have a tradition on our show. After Friendster and before Facebook, there was a little place that people would go to connect with people and friends and waste time called MySpace. I've heard that. <laughs> Best reaction ever. Um, MySpace had uh, uh, pro- profiles with background music that took too long to load. Uh, if you had a top six or top eight friend set, and if you weren't on it, you weren't friends. Um, and then they also had quizzes. Now we have quizzes nowadays where there's an answer, like, like yeah, like BuzzFeed questions. But these had no results. It was literally just wasting of time answering questions, and you'd post them on your profile. <laughs> I found one of these quizzes that has 167 questions. Now, before we started, I asked you to pick six, six numbers between 1 and 167. Oh, that's what that was like. <laughs> now, you haven't seen any of these questions, correct? Nope. Now, the best part about this quiz is you answer, and then it's done. There's no follow-up. There's no ex- explanation. It's just you answer, and we move on. That's what makes this game so great. Oh, wow. Okay, okay so am I going to answer 167 questions? No, you're not answering okay. 167 questions. You're answering <gasps> okay. six. I have one, okay, I have okay. one thing to add yes. before we start this. My mom used to tell me if a website had MySpace in it, it was old, so I shouldn't be on it. <laughs> that is that is very true. Though MySpace is still around and owned by Justin Timberlake. You know, he, oh. he, he made it a place JT. for artists, yes. music artists now. I love you, Gigi. Justin Timberlake. You need to have a MySpace page now. <laughs> okay, you be quiet. I'm going to create you a MySpace page. <laughs> All right, so Gigi. Do not cash fish me. It's going to be a thing. Are you ready for your MySpace quiz? Yes. All right, your first question. What's the last song you listened to? Um. <laughs> Wait, just like short little songs yeah. count? Because she was listening to a just bunch whatever, of whatever the last song she was listening to. She was listening to like a bunch of like little songs earlier. You be quiet. Um, wow. On the radio, I, I last listened to Ariana Grande, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj's Bang Bang. Boom, there you go. <clears throat> what are your top three favorite colors? Red, pink, and blue. There you go. Uh, what is your favorite weather? That is hard. Um, I cannot choose between summer and winter. Do you like Chinese food? I love Chinese food. And your final question of your MySpace quiz is, have you ever stayed up for over 24 hours or more? Is that even possible? Oh, it is. It happens. I've done it. (laughs) Yeah. No. <laughs> and Gigi, Cesare, that is your MySpace quiz. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so much for Truly having appreciate me. appreciate it. Hope to have you back on down the road, especially when your album comes out. Michael, thank you. Thank you. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Back to you guys in the studio. Bye. Bye.
thank you so much for listening to both of our episodes with Gigi Cesare. Uh, her mom and Gigi were so nice to sit with us for a few hours at the Universal Sheridan and chat with us about Gigi's journey and, and sit with Charlene and Gigi to talk about some of the topics that are really important today, like bullying. Uh, it was just a fun discussion, and we just thank them for the time that they spent with us while they were in L.A., uh, for the Young Entertainment Awards, which Gigi won award at. So congratulations, Gigi. We're very happy for you. Um, once again, Michael is not with us today. He had to drive up to Vacaville last minute uh, to have some family time. His dad's not feeling well. Uh, so he needed to spend some time with his dad and help him uh, lift his spirits and help him recover. So again, we wish Michael the best uh, with his family and his dad a very relaxed and speedy recovery uh so while he's out though michael did record his check-in of what's going on in his life uh so before i get into mine let's throw it to michael michael what's going on buddy thank you daniel hey everyone michael here currently driving down the 101 uh it, it at the time of this recording it is Sunday, and I am driving back to Los Angeles from Vacaville, and I just left Monterey, where my girlfriend and I were able to just have a nice, relaxing, fun time just going, looking at the ocean, looking at some marine life, and enjoying some good food. Uh, after a long, really long, stressful week, and, uh, you know, we still have many hours left to drive until we get to LA. Uh, but just wanted to check in with you guys, let you know uh, what's going on in my week. Just to rest any fears aside, uh, my dad's okay. He he is fine. Um, on Thursday, I got a call very early in the morning from my mom, uh, who was very concerned because my dad, I guess, had gotten up in the middle of the night and Unfortunately, he slipped and fell, and he stayed there for a couple hours, and so my mom took him to the ER. He had some lab work done and everything, and uh, basically she was just really worried about him, and so I felt, you know, the universe works in weird, mysterious ways. I work, for those of you who are just joining us now, I work in a medical office, in an internal medicine office, and I see patients like my dad all the time, and so this was a interesting scenario where this office that I've just, that's been able to sustain me here in Los Angeles for past few, six years or so, um, all of a sudden became very necessary again, all of a sudden. So, uh, you know, I was able to drive up with Anna Karen on Friday night after we both got off of work drove up six and a half hours and then uh yesterday saturday was just able to spend the whole time with my dad uh and my mom and my brother and nieces and just have a really nice time and unfortunately it you know an emergency is the thing that brought us all together but i was able to have a heart-to-heart -heart with my dad that i haven't had in a while and it's i don't know i think it's always interesting and I'm sure Daniel can speak as a father but it's interesting when the son kind of has to become a parent to the parent at least for a little bit so I had to go up and school my dad a little bit uh help him look at some some choices that he's been making that helped brought that contributed to him in this situation but 
very grateful that he was okay and that I can say I, I honestly had a really nice weekend with my family. Um, so there was that. Also, uh, in terms of met again, uh, last, I believe I spoke, spoke with you guys driving and podcasting at the same time. Craziness. Uh, last I spoke with you guys, uh, we had actually been nominated for two big awards at the Hollywood Fringe Festival. And uh, we, we didn't win, but the shows that we were nominated with ended up winning other awards and everything. And they were huge casts from established companies. And it was just kind of shocking that, you know, here, here was Met Again, um, being produced by Theater Unleashed, a, a small theater company here in LA. And it's just a cast of four people. And it's a simple love story. And it was amazing to see how far this love story went in, in terms of this festival, how many lives it touched. And so it was just such an honor to be there. It was my first time ever being at the Fringe Festival ceremony. It was huge. It was fabulous. It was way more than anything I actually expected. But it was just so cool being there with friends and artists and uh, feeling pride in the work that we did. So, and we get to do it again. Um, we got two extended performances at the, at studio stage, which is the venue that we performed at, uh, July 20th and 21st at 8 PM. Uh, we're doing our final two performances of this current, uh, version of the production. Uh, it's been an amazing and beautiful and I, I, I won't even, and this isn't an exaggeration. It's been a life-changing experience. And if you're in LA and you haven't seen it, or you would like to see it again, uh, please uh, shoot me a direct line. Uh, I'm at Michael Lutheran on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you could also go to the Hollywood Fringe website, hollywoodfringe.org, and just search for Medigan and you can buy tickets there. And it would be a lot of fun to see you guys. Uh, shout out to some of the people that are uh, like Trevor Algott, Katra Parkman, Mike Tobias, uh, previous guests here on the podcast, but also um, we had a couple listeners of the podcast come out and show up, uh, Katie Smith and AJ Dana. Uh, big love to you guys. Thank you all so much. And and many more who I probably have just forgotten uh, just because I'm driving and podcasting at the same time. Uh, but big love to you guys. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. And I'm excited uh, to do this show again in just a couple weeks. All right, I'm going to continue driving now because I'm uh, just leaving Monterey and want to get some of the drive done. So I'm going to throw it back to Daniel. All right. Yeah, Michael's got had a lot going on. Medigan ended. Congrats, Mike, on, on a great run with a show that really got a lot of attention and, and had a lot of heart. Uh, I am hoping to see it when they do kind of an extended showing at the end of July. I wasn't able to see it during its initial run. So I'm excited to see it at the end of July, though, uh, and see Michael's work uh, and the hard work everybody else has put into it. So it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, right now, I believe the plan is that on July, uh, uh, 20, uh, uh, July 20th, I believe, which is a Friday, I believe that's when they're going to be putting on for right now. Uh, it's a Friday, so uh, keep a lookout for that. Uh, hopefully you can still use the 
coupon code HUSTLE, but we'll, we'll, we'll make sure of that and we'll let you know if that's possible. Um, check-ins for me, man. Uh, it's been it's been a weird week. It's been a very emotional week. I don't understand why. I don't know if the moons are different or if Jupiter is in axis or you know what's going on, but man, I've just been just overwhelmed by emotion and I and I don't even know what emotion is it feels like every emotion mixed in of discouragement joy sadness depression uh, uh, anxiety um, excitement like it's just like all these weird different emotions and I don't really know what it is um, so it's just been a weird week for me in that sense uh, just emotionally it's been a roller coaster ride um, I'm excited for the weekend just to kind of hopefully be able to relax and just kind of let the emotions do what they're going to do. And hopefully by Monday they'll have sorted themselves out. Um, I have, as of this recording today, I'm meeting with one of the creative producers at the company I'm working at to talk about becoming a writer for hire, hopefully. Um, So I'm really excited about that and I'll definitely keep everybody updated on how that turns out. Uh, And for this podcast, we have a lot of really cool things happening. Uh, We actually, I actually have like two meetings this week involving the podcast uh one hopefully possibly our first like partnership sponsor type thing so we're really excited about that we're excited about the company that's that kind of approached us and can't wait to speak more about that uh as we discuss it with them and then uh a a possible maybe addition to the show in some form or fashion that we're hoping works out so um we'll see uh like i said these are all just still talks and it could happen it could not but i'm excited to have those talks and and see people interested in this show and and that just you know it just always solidifies the hard work you put in when people send you messages or or, or tweet you about interviews and the show itself or things you're putting on the internet is, is just it's amazing so thank you guys we always love hearing from you um, anytime you enjoy something that we do, it's, it's always nice to know we're on the right path. Uh, but yeah, so lots of opportunities. That's pretty much my check-in. Uh, not much else. Still writing Triple D. Uh, it's been really difficult because it's, it's hard when it's somebody else's passion is not your passion. So I'm, I'm trying to find the passion of it that makes me excited for it because um, then I write a lot faster and better if I have that. So um, I'm really delving into the story and really finding the heart of it. And that's been um, kind of difficult. I'm hoping soon to really crack that code. And that's really when I'll be able to just really sink my teeth into it and get it going. So uh, once it's done, maybe I'll be able to share with you guys a little bit of that. And again, if you want to see the one sheet that I wrote for it, which is pretty much a one sheet, one page synopsis of the, sh- of the, sh- the movie itself that you can use to sell and pitch to people, please email us and I will share that with you so you can get an idea of what that looks like. It's actually hard to find a sample of those. Usually you'll find one sheet posters, but you won't find like pitching one sheets uh, examples. So more than happy to share that. Just shoot me your information and I will pass it along. Email us hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. So now every week we want to send you off uh, for the rest of the week with inspiration, motivation, and excitement. So we always like to throw in what we call our hustle support statements because we want to support you uh so michael what is your hustle support statement hey guys michael here now leaving san luis obispo i have about another couple hours or so ahead of me till i reach 
my destination of Los Angeles, but it's okay because uh, I'm back here with you to share my hustle support statements. Um, now, total transparency, obviously, I'm podcasting and driving right now. I'm Hopefully, the sound audio's okay because uh, I'm recording this on my phone. Typically, when Daniel and I record uh, these hustle support statements, uh, we each try and write them out. So we make sure that we're not going to share the same thing as the other person, make sure that it's all nice and concise. And, and right now, uh, I, I can't, I don't have that option. So I'm going to try and keep my rambling uh, to a minimum, the best I can. But really, my hustle support statement this week is simple. And it's to tell your loved ones that you love them. Your brothers, your sister, your mom and dad, your best friends, your Charlotte, your Daniel, just remind them that you love them because this week has been a trying experience of, you know, experiencing the highs of being recognized for your hard work and then, you know, all of a sudden maybe having to make some hard decisions about what you should do at your place of employment, uh, then also balancing that with how you need to support yourself and ultimately this experience of what happened with my dad. And it just kind of, the, I don't know, the universe kind of just showed me this week that anything can change at a moment's notice and that you really need to share the love with your tribe, with your community, uh, have a heart-to-heart with someone that you haven't spoken with or had a heart-to-heart with in a while. Tell them that you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you because something might happen and you don't want to have that moment where you could, where you would be saying, I wish I had told them X, Y, and Z. So, again, just to reiterate... You know, just reach out this week to anyone that you love and just give them a hug if you can or a text message or an email or, hey, you know, a simple phone call and just let them know that you do. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to, again, try and keep my rambling to a minimum. So I'm going to toss it back over to Daniel can't wait to hear what he has to share this week but till I chat with you guys next time please I love you I'd like you to know that I love you guys and I'm grateful for you I'm grateful for this community and yeah I'll I'll check in with you guys next week okay talk to you soon that's awesome thank you Michael for sharing uh, always great words that Michael has always great support to share. That's one of the reasons I love him. One of the reasons I call him when I need any help, he always has really great things to say and really he, he keeps it grounded, which sometimes I need cause I get a little high in the air and over dramatic. So I always appreciate that. All right. Here's my hustle support statement with Gigi. We discuss a lot about bullying and the effect it can have on people It can cause you to retreat or to hide away from others. We talk a lot on this show about finding your tribe, your support system, or even your second family to help you get through the tough times and celebrate the good times. 
But it's also important to mention that even with that support and that family there, there are going to be times where you're going to feel alone. Your emotions, frustrations, and doubts will overwhelm you, and and you will just want to close yourself off and hide away and wade in those feelings. I get it. I've been there. Michael's been there. In both cases, you feel like the worst, like a failure, a burden, and, and sometimes like you're nothing. I am here to tell you from experience, being in that place, that you are anything but nothing. You have meaning to more people than you will ever comprehend. You are not a failure or a burden to anyone. Success takes time. It takes smiles and it takes tears. No one and I, no one, and I mean no one, no matter what is printed in an article, is an overnight success. They've all been there doubting. Chris Pratt slept in a van. Michael J. Fox slept on a mattress, ate beans from a can, and waited by a payphone most of his days for agents and casting people to call him because he couldn't afford a phone. The hustle is a true grind that grinds on you. But remember, we, Hollywood Hustle, Michael and Daniel, Team Hustle, we are right there with you. So smile, cry, feel those emotions. We're eating that whole pint of ice cream and crying at Queer Eye on Netflix with you. We love you. We support you. You are our hustle family. You give this show meaning. And you definitely mean a ton to us. I just thought I'd share that with you guys. We love you. And we want you guys, girls, anybody to understand it's okay to feel. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset and frustrated and down. It happens. We all go through it. Like I said, I've had an emotional week. I've been going through it. And you're going to wade in those feelings and you're going to want to watch Queer Eye and just cry or, or just eat tons of chocolate and ice cream. And that's okay. It's fine. Just don't let yourself be taken over by those emotions. Wade through them, but always be looking for that moment of sunshine and that clarity. And always keep reaching out to people. Always. So, there you go, guys. That's episode 62. We would love to hear what you have to say about what we discussed today with Gigi Zazare. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Hollywood Hustle Podcast and Twitter at LA Hustlecast. On all the social medias, I am Daniel Tuttle, D-A-N-I-E-L-T-U-T-T-E-L, and Michael is Michael Lutheran. And please welcome Gigi to the Hollywood Hustle community. On Twitter, she is Gigi V. Cesare. And on Instagram, she is just Gigi Cesare. You can also email us your thoughts about this episode and any other episodes at Podcast at gmail.com. If you're joining us for the first time, we know that life as a hustler can be busy between your day job, your night job, auditioning, writing your next script, or drafting up another resume. Things can get busy. To li- and too busy to listen to a full interview. We know that the side hustle in life all too well. So that's why we release special previews that we call side hustles every Monday. Michael provides extended clips of the upcoming episodes so you can start to get an idea of who the guest is, their journey, and what we talk about. Our hope is that the side hustles offer you a chance to keep up with what we're sharing on the show and on social media while also giving you a quick dose of inspiration to get you through the week. 
And guys, there's now a year's worth of episodes behind us for you to check out and share with your community, friends, family, and fellow dreamers and hustlers alike. So if you're new to the podcast, please check them out and let us know what your favorite episodes and interviews are and make sure you subscribe. If you've been listening for us for any of the past 61 episodes or recently joined us on this journey and are finding a lot of value in the show from our guests to the week-to-week journeys of Michael and Daniel, then please consider contributing to the production of Hollywood Hustle Podcast. If you go to our website, hollywoodhustlepodcast.com, and scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll find a PayPal button where you can give a one-time donation or choose to give a recurring contribution from a couple of bucks to even $10 that goes a long way, always goes directly to bringing you this show week to week. Of course, if times are tight, we completely understand. You can always support The Hustle by sharing the episodes and content online, and we thank you so much for the love, guys. Next week is a time for food, fireworks, friends, and family as we celebrate the 4th of July here in the States. So we will be taking the week off to enjoy that time of rest and celebration. But as I mentioned in the opening, we will come back to this next week on July 10th with a new team hustle where Daniel and Michael will finally sit down together to catch up and talk about things happening in their journeys and lives. But we also want to hear from you. So make sure to send in emails tweets, or even better, recordings of what's going on with you. Ask us questions, comment on a previous guest, ask questions for a previous guest, and we will try to get it answered. This check-in show is not just for us, it's for the Hustle community, so hit us up at hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com, and we will play or read your check-ins as well. Make sure to get those to us by Saturday, July 7th. Again, that's Saturday, July 7th. That's when we'll be recording that episode. This episode was brought to you by Team Hustle. Our show's executive producer is Daniel Tuttle. This episode was produced and edited by Michael Lutheran. And Gordon Meacham is our episode analyst, while Michael Tobias edited our website, which is HollywoodHustlePodcast.com. Guys, thank you so much for episode 62. I... We have so much more coming up in the in, in the next few weeks. We can't wait. Enjoy the time next week with family and friends celebrating the 4th of July. We live in a weird time right now, and sometimes it gets overwhelming politically. But take this time to just enjoy being with each other. Enjoy shooting off fireworks, watching fireworks, grilling, eating, relaxing, whatever. And just have a great time. Let everything just slide off for a week, okay? We love you. And always remember to keep up the hustle.